Good Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, today is uh, day six of Live with Rabs and uh, Live from Rabs. And I, I don't know, again, I'm still confused what day is today. It is Thursday. Thursday. It's Thursday. <laughs> oh, Thursday, the garbage goes out tomorrow. My garbage goes out tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, yeah. Yes. So we go out tomorrow night. Uh, so uh, Kevin, Kevin, as we're, we're waiting, as we're getting ready and, and letting people come into the show, uh, Kevin Rourke made sure to point out it's not the two o'clock show, it's the 2.05. Uh, thanks, Kevin. I would try to make sure we get people some ample time to come in and join us. Uh, so thanks for, for popping in and joining us again today. Uh, you know, yes, today would have been opening day. Opening day. And uh, for baseball fans everywhere, it's a little bit, it's a little bit melancholy. I mean, I know that they're showing reruns, rerun, reruns uh, of classic uh, baseball on MLB, but um, it's still sad. I mean, we wanted to see baseball. We were ready, especially as Met fans. You know, we were looking forward to a great season, and um, we already have one down, and the season hasn't started yet. But uh, less than the Yankees, though. Less than the Yankees. Yankees have had plenty of time to heal up. So <laughs> by the time the season starts, they should be in full action. I don't think anybody would be. I mean, would, would this work if we were not both Met fans? I mean, we'd probably make it work. But it would be a different conversation right now <laughs> we should you know what maybe that's what we do when before the season starts we'll uh, invite a yankee fan to come and say maybe john venosa's got to come in here yeah oh joe cal he's yeah. joe cal's a good guy too. oh so we'll have night we'll have nice and not so nice <laughs> polarizing <laughs> not polarizing like maybe that maybe that'll work i mean if anybody follows john you know uh and if, i mean if kevin also had uh social media it might be a little different too yes yes uh, you, you want to talk about the, the ticket opportunity I mean, that's a great opportunity. Frankie <laughs> would like to raffle off two of our season tickets to this afternoon's game. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> so any takers for, to, to go there now? If anybody's interested, we have two tickets. You could you probably have a, a fine time at City Field. That field is beautiful. The parking lot, I'm sure, is probably close to empty, and you have a lot of space to do whatever you wanted to do. You know, I wonder how many people actually went out, are going out there just to tailgate outside the the stadium today. I bet mm -hmm. you, I bet you, there are people that are it's just going possible. out there. To, to... Too bad we don't know anybody that might be around <laughs> there. We can ask them to remote us. Oh uh, well, hey, it's uh, you know we can't wait. It looks like. They're shooting for May, the week of May 10th uh, to, to get the season started. So we hope that's the case. I mean, it, it's the land of the unknowns. We don't know, but uh, that's what it looks like. They've got tickets for sale, at, uh, at least for the Mets opening, opener, which May 15th we saw. So let's hope that uh, late May we can get back, back, get back to some sports on TV. For baseball fans and sports fans everywhere. And, uh, yeah, they made an announcement uh, yesterday or the day before that the Olympics – are postponed until next year too so you know you feel bad for those athletes that have been training some of them their whole lives for that opportunity and sometimes it's it's a one-time opportunity and um you know it's unfortunate but the interviews i saw they a lot of them look positive like they would be able to compete in next year's games and a lot of them felt um it was um best to not take a chance at this time and for safety's sake, for their sake, their coaches' sakes, the other athletes' sake, to wait a year. I was excited to watch sport climbing for the first time in the Olympics. I have to say the Japanese have been training for sport climbing. I mean, if you ever watch a Japanese game show, they've been training for sport climbing to be in the Olympics all of these years. And this, this was it. This was 2020. Sport climbing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a new Olympic sport, Ness. Come on, get, let's get with it. Um, <laughs> the sad part is um, if they were athletes looking to retire, right, meeting right. their last Olympics that physically weren't able, aren't able to compete after this year, uh, I would hope that they can make it and make it work yeah, uh, that's what another year. So, uh, hey, the Olympics 20, Tokyo 2021, I would imagine that between, uh, that has to be a huge decision to make 
let alone the TV rights on top of it. Yeah, a, a tremendous amount of money that was spent uh, by the uh, the hosting city and country, the hosting city and country, uh, years and years of investments of, you know, um, stadiums being built, venues being built. This is, you know, it's not something that you plan in a year. This has been planned for a long time, I think eight years. So it's a little sad. Yeah, and even more sad because this was the Olympic bowling, bowling got snubbed, but that's, a, that's another <laughs> conversation. Uh, so today we've got a, another special guest uh, and we're talking bowling and our uh, United States Bowling Congress Executive Director, Chad Murphy is with us today. <laughs> and so uh, Chad, uh, <laughs> Before, as Chad comes in, uh, somebody, uh, Michael uh, William Entress has posted that he thinks that they were using the parking lot for drive-through testing. Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to see if I can find that out. Yeah, I mean, okay. Michael might know. Well, so <laughs> while we had Chad waiting in the wings, he's now changed his hat a couple times. Uh, <laughs> I've got them all. I've got them all. But I'm 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 in for opening day. Uh, don't bother with the Yankee fans. Don't. You, I heard you guys talking about bringing a Yankee fan in. It's if you if you're really going to talk about baseball and franchises, you you know you want to be serious about who you have on your show. Uh, so thanks for having me. Uh, obviously, we're missing missed opening day around here too. Uh, so how how does that work in a split house like yours? So Cardinal fans, Cubs fans. Well, we struggle. We actually have you know I just showed you my Cardinal logo. This is a Northwest. Uh, high school baseball cap, uh, which Noah or excuse me, Joshua plays for my oldest. Then this is a, a Cooperstown Cobras hat. So we have all kinds of synergies, right? This is the club team both my boys play for, which we you know wear these hats all the time. And then yeah, the you know the other two they have a team that they support. You know I, I think I like to call them the Little Bears. Uh, some other folks I call them the Cubs, uh, but we make it through. Baseball is a lot of fun around here especially when those uh, Cardinals and Cubs are competitive. Uh, we might take your advice on, on not letting the fans into the studio. Especially the way you're dressed. <laughs> well, I mean, this is not an everyday, this is not the everyday garb. I mean, we are, we're, we're just, you know, it, it's, we're, it's opening day. We actually thought about uh, tailgating in the parking lot, but uh, across, way across from each other, but we're stuck in here. I mean, oh, that, that would have been fun, yeah. Yeah, I mean, social distancing in the parking lot, I mean, we'll be throwing burgers at each other. <laughs> I mean, so you're cooped up at home. Uh, what's happening in the Murphy household right now? You know, I mean, the, the main drag is I, I came home uh, yesterday to work from home, you know, kind of permanently until we're, we're out of this. But the main thing that's going on here is trying to keep dad off the Wi-Fi. Uh, I would tell you is the uh, is the main piece. Uh, my little man came in yesterday and was concerned that I was using too much Wi-Fi. But we're healthy and happy here. We're blessed. Uh, we're we're wishing you know everyone good uh, thoughts around the country. Uh, there's a lot going on with uh, this you know virus, and and we're blessed to say that everybody here and around us is uh, is healthy and spirits are high. When was the last when was the last time the kids were out on the diamonds? Not yet. It's been a little while now. You know, I'm not even sure. It's been a few weeks. Uh, Noah was supposed to play last weekend. Uh, they played, I guess, two weeks before that. Uh, but they've been out of school now for quite a while and, and plan to be out for a little while longer. But, hey, whenever everybody's healthy and they, they give the all clear, we'll be back out there. They're, they're in the front yard, you know, playing catch and, and hitting balls into the net. And Jen's got them doing a lot of chores, which, you know, isn't um, – exactly what they want to be doing but uh, <laughs> but you know we're fortunate to be, be be healthy for sure is it bothering the kids more or or, or uh, super mom jen that, that they're not that they're not playing baseball oh well i mean that's a that's probably a tie I, I would tell you obviously we you know do a lot of things around here but but we certainly uh try to give them the opportunity to to do all that they can and so when you when you lose some of that it's a little rough but you know i I'm not sure because, you know, you know, imagine Jen, you know, being out on a baseball diamond. I don't miss the, the yelling that goes on. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, yeah, we look to get back out there soon. I, I had the, uh, the opportunity to, uh, to, to witness that. Uh, I mean, and Jen's all in. 
<laughs> I would expect nothing less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I did, you know, we have Chad on the chat here in the Super Bowl drill chat. I got a, a comment from the lawyer Barinello uh, that wanted to talk about Joe Bruno's thumb pitch. So anybody that tuned in <laughs> earlier in the week, no, 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 we're staying away from, 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 from that. Uh, earlier in the week, we talked a little, we got a little technical. Uh, and, and so we, the ratings went down right away. He, viewers just dropped, <laughs> dropped off the call and ran away from us. Uh, so. Chad, th thank you for really for, for coming and spending a little time with us. Uh, we've been doing this for the, for the last six days. Uh, this is day 10, uh, 10 and a half for us, or closing the bowling center down. And uh, we're just looking, we're just trying to, if you haven't tuned into us before, uh, we're staying in touch with our, our community, our bowlers, uh, talking all things bowling and what's happening around us. Uh, the last few days, we've had some great, great guests. Uh, and so, Chad, we really do appreciate you taking the time to, to come and join us today. Absolutely. Uh, happy to be a part of it. Appreciate it. and love what you're doing, uh, should be said as well. I think it's great. I mean, we're trying to keep our own sanity at the same time, too. <laughs> so it might be an excuse. <laughs> well, your, your backdrop's awesome, right? I mean, I, I know we know each other well enough to just talk about how important bowling centers are to the community, but you're you're reaching out from within one uh, while we, we can't have folks in them. So I just think it's great. Thanks for doing it. Thanks, Chad. I mean, we, we appreciate, and we, we love that everybody everybody's coming in and, and tuning in with us. Uh, you know, for, we can see who's who's on, and we love seeing people from all over the country join us. Uh, I mean, even all over the world, so friends that are in different places, yeah. uh, just checking in on us. And then the text messages have been awesome too. So we really have to say thank you to everybody for the support. Uh, and we we keep saying it, but it really is true. We miss seeing everybody's faces. Uh, I know you probably don't miss ours, but you're going to miss ours. <laughs> and when we get back to bowling, uh, we'll be a little bit more excited. Yeah. And yeah. We, we don't, we're hoping that's much sooner, sooner than, than later. Than later. Sooner than later. Uh, see, so, Chad, you, there's a lot happening in bowling and, and at USBC. And this is a busy, this is historically a really busy time uh, for bowling, whether college bowling, the opening of the women's and Open Championships, championships. Uh, get, kicking off the, the women's tour. And so you've been talking a little, little the last couple of weeks, you guys have been pumping out the information uh, to everybody, letting them know what's going on. And so, uh, I mean, this is it's gotta be hard. And uh, having been involved in that for quite some time uh, and a little bit still today, uh, these aren't easy, easy things to talk about. They're not easy decisions to make, but I mean, one of the, the world's largest participatory sport is participating sporting event would be happening right now. Yeah. Um, and what does that mean for bowling? What does that mean to you? Uh, the open championships, a little bit on pause at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, obviously, you know, the, there aren't a whole lot of reasons why it would be on hold. And so if there was one, you know, public health is a good one. And so that makes it easier, but we are missing seeing a lot of the faces, you know, we were set to bowl uh, with our teams, you know, last Saturday night, I know there's a lot of folks who haven't been able to, you know, participate already. Um, and so I, I think it's it's easier in the fact that we're still, you know, working towards having the Open and Women's Championships and everyone who wants uh, to come to bowl will still provide an opportunity. Um, you know, May 23rd is the tentative start date at this point. We'll continue to listen to the experts and the CDC and the information coming out of the government. And honestly, the local governments in, in Nevada where the two tournaments are being held and we'll make a decision shortly. Some of the other ones that are, you know, more heartbreaking because we, we didn't have a positive result, you know, ITCs, ISCs, you know, sectionals, we, we had to, you know, pull the plug really late there. Uh, and then, you know, the calendar isn't on our side with eligibility and, and some of the colleges, you know, had made the decisions to shut down. And so having to cancel that one you know, completely was, was certainly a heartbreaker and sad, especially for the seniors, uh, especially for the, you know, coaches and players that have worked so hard throughout the year. Uh, we've gotten a lot of questions and those things. We just, you know, keep trying to motor through them. Luckily, we're still open for business. We've, you know, moved everybody into a work from home environment. So if you send an email or uh, give us a call at, at USBC and IBC Youth, we're, we're still taking all the, the customer service that we can handle, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been disappointing over the last few weeks to have to make some of the decisions that we have. Uh, but at the same time, when you start talking about public health and people's safety, uh, it does make the, the decisions a, a little bit easier, um, you know, as you go through it. 
Well, yeah, think about the amount. I, I, I think what we, we lose sight of when it comes to these events is how many people are in one place at one time traveling to the, just traveling to the event. We're not just right. driving, we're getting in planes, we're traveling across the country to participate and the amount of people in the venue. And it's not just the athletes, it's the staff, it's the coaching staff, it's the uh, parents or family that travel too. And it's, uh, it's huge, it, it's, it's huge. Yeah, and, and you two know, you know, as longtime, you know, bowling center uh, folks, but also then as, as volunteers in your local area, state and, you know, local association, you know, comings and goings, if you will, and even nationally. The crazy part about this is is, is really the coolest part for bowling, which is, you know, we, we touch all of it. And, and you guys know locally there. The other thing that was going on in addition to our national events were, were local and state events that were going on, Pepsi championships all across the country. Uh, all of those decisions were having to be made throughout our, our pipeline. And and again, it, it, it would take a, a public health emergency like this probably to shut bowling down. It's probably the only thing that would because we have so many you know, great volunteers like the two of you and, and people, you know, doing all the work locally. And it's just so important. But I know everybody's looking, you know, forward to getting back up and running. But, um, you know, we got to follow the scientists and the, the experts at this point and um, and just prepare to be able to turn it back on when we can. Yeah, we had one of our largest uh, regional team events, the state youth um, beginning of the month. And uh, the kids were looking forward to Pepsi. And that was the that was the heartbreaker. Uh, it was right, right then, right before the closing of the bowling centers, we were getting ready to make some changes to the event to accommodate. And, uh, and then, of course, we were shut down, which, hey, it was a, it, it's a good thing. We have to do what we have to do. Yeah. Uh, but the kids, certainly the kids are disappointed. So, I mean, we'll, we're going to still name some state uh, champions and, and recognize them accordingly. Uh, but they certainly were... Uh, we're disappointed, but hey, one of the really unique things going on, and, and you you just hit on a piece of it, right? Our events, you know, people are flying cross country to get to the local events. People are driving in. Uh, the virus is impacting states differently. It's just amazing how, you know, much in a very short period of time, I mean, two, three days, four days, the, the world changed. Uh, but they're also very different. Again, you know, national events versus local. It, it's been interesting to see how the, the whole thing's really been shut down uh, while it, it took a while to get to that for sure. Um, and, and I know you guys were, you know, uh, right there in the middle of it locally. So, you know, we appreciate you, you know, looking out for everybody there. Yeah. And, you know, when you put in perspective the Open Championships, uh, World War II was the last time it was shut down, right? Yeah. And that yeah. Was the 115 years of, of history there, uh, it, it takes a lot to, to, to shut those events down. Uh, but hopefully, you know, the calendar's on our side with the Open and the Women's. We've got great partners, great venues out there uh, that, you know, are going to work with us to try to extend the tournament. And uh, hopefully whenever we get the clear, you know, again, if our members want to still come at, at different times, we'll, we'll make it available. You know, we've, we've heard some good chatter, you know, some folks are saying, you know, I you better not shut that thing down. Some folks are saying you should, but in the end, it'll be a personal choice for everybody uh, that wants to make the decision uh, when it, it, it becomes time to, to make those decisions. Our message has kind of been, hey, you guys take care of yourself, your families, everybody around you, and, and, and we'll, we'll figure it out when we're clear to do so. Really thinking about the folks around you and what's going on in New York and the, the medical workers and everything. God bless everybody around you that you know that's doing that. Um, and, and, but we are, you know, making plans to service the members as time goes forward. Yeah, we, we were scheduled to bowl right before convention and, uh, uh Grandpa Jim, Jim Episcopia is, is nearing his 20th, uh, his 20th open championships. And he says to me, you're the only reason why we're going. Cause he, he tells me that I'm pushing him. I said, Jim, I said, we go, we have a great time. So yeah, we're going to, I can't, it's a, it's a great weekend. And so we're looking forward to figuring out when, when we can, uh, we can make that trip, but I mean, uh, I, I, I've been pushing that that poor old man. I know he's watching. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, hey, it, it, it's something everybody really should do. And so, yeah, it'll be a little bit later than usual. Uh, and I, I think what, what I think it, it, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't, right? No matter yeah. what we, and I think that's with all these decisions. Uh, in some cases, it's too early. It's not. It's too late. Uh, and we're just we're, nobody really knows. We're doing the best that we can, and so. 
I, you guys are doing a good job at that. So thank you. Well, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say happy birthday to, to, to Grandpa Jim, but at the same time. Uh, <laughs> but the, the thing that you hit on there that I think is so important is it, it's an experience, right? And so we've had a lot of dialogue about whether folks are going to be looking for an experience like that, you know, after we're through this. And, and, and we think, obviously, that providing that is important. Um, so we did have a question uh, about Junior Gold. Okay. And if there was going to be a decision made or uh, what kind of talks might be going on about the Junior Gold tournament. I mean, it's a popular question because oh, yeah. a lot of kids from the area that, yes. are, that are bowling. And so it's top of mind right now. They just finished youth championships. They're in some cases, they, they're missing some qualifying opportunities, which, yes. you know, we're going to make sure they have them. Uh, but, hey, it, that event's in July. What, where, where are we at? Yeah, two things there. One of the things we have on the, the deck is, is, you know, possible, a probable extension of the, the qualifying date. We can get bowling centers back opened up. We would uh, extend the, the qualifying date uh, to later in the year, and Zach and Gary – you know, I've selected a date. We're, we're waiting on a little research. Uh, what we have going on uh, directly about the event in total is that we met last week. Uh, we decided to get into the field, have some conversations in the marketplace with some coordinators, uh, some parents, kind of see where everybody's at on it. Uh, some light, you know, polling, if you will, through direct conversations. And then we actually have a meeting tomorrow morning uh, where we'll get back together and kind of look uh at where we're at uh, so everybody you know here's been working on it for about a week i would tell you generally speaking with the way the cdc set the date you know at eight weeks you know two sundays now ago uh that's the middle of may and so we would you kind of have till then to make the decision doesn't mean we have to wait that long um you know if we were going to pull the plug but uh at this point in time we're we're looking to having the event trying to to find uh, a direction to be able to do that uh, but without more information from the the authorities at this point we're in a, a kind of hey what are our options uh, and let's look at all of them uh, and then try to do what we can could we condense the event uh, to a smaller number of days there's a lot of folks around the country that are certainly in distress uh, when you think about families and, and people that have been put out of work uh, through this uh, but we're really looking at all of it at this point. Uh, we'll continue to monitor and we're going to continue to communicate with uh, mediums like this. Uh, as we did a few weeks ago, uh, we, we pushed out a, a video this morning. Uh, there's some more PR and communications next week. But at this point in time, uh, it's still a go uh, pending uh, the dates from the CDC. Uh, if they extend, uh, then we'll have to look at it again. Obviously, the calendar isn't on our side. What happened with the Olympics, NAS, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, a few minutes ago uh, is kind of indicative of, of where the world's at today. I think people, one of the quotes that I heard from that, you know, because the IOC, you know, moved quickly to say that, hey, we're going to make a decision in four weeks. And then a day later, they postponed. Right. And and I think one of the things there is, you know, it's amazing how fast you can move when, when a lot of eyes are on you. Um, the calendar to make a decision is on our side. Uh, the calendar of being able to move it is not uh, assuming that the kids go back to school, you know, in the fall. And so there's a lot to consider, but we're reaching out as we like to do into the marketplace, having some conversations with some folks and, and we'll follow up with some information there when, when something uh, or if something has changed. But right now is our intent uh, is to, you know, hopefully get our hands on this virus through the medical and health professionals, get the clearance and, and, and go ahead and go if we can in a responsible way. Uh, with a decision in a few weeks i mean so let's junior gold it's on we should be talking about more exciting things right uh so the event's going to start what do we have to look forward to that the opening of that event uh these kids going to travel I, you know we take for granted that our viewers really that everybody knows uh, what this event truly is and the impact that it has i mean it's turned it from the time that i had the opportunity to compete uh, to what it's become is this amazing event. And uh, so 2020 Junior Gold, what does it look like? It's, yeah, it's, um, it looks incredible. It looks awesome. That That's the easy way to, to say it. Obviously, we've, a lot of work from folks like you and our volunteers to, to help us, you know, make some decisions years ago. But um, 
uh, spots sold are, are going to break a record, but, but, but go blow by it again. I, I think 800 more this year than we had the last couple years. Uh, the, the, the events in Vegas, there's a, a new uh, PWBA activation that is uh, set and scheduled to go with it. Uh, as part of the opening ceremonies, we're going to crown a PWBA champion that night in front of uh, girls who are aspiring to be that. Uh, a trade show with, you know, over 12,000 people that attend now. Uh, when you think about how it's evolved, you know, it, it's been amazing. And I know there's a, a critical nature that comes with it, too. But some of the really important things like the collegiate experience where all the college coaches are at tables and talking to recruits and the Team USA activation that comes with it. Of course, the competition, uh, you know, crowning national champions in a, in a sport uh, that is defined uh, by being a sport. You know, w without that, I, I'm not sure we, we would be that. Uh, so it, it's amazing. And Frankie, I appreciate the question because I, I get goosebumps when I talk about it. Uh, it's a lot of fun to be a part of. Uh, it's a lot of fun to well, I remember my first junior gold. I, I remember every experience, the conversations that you have with parents and kids and the support. Uh, but also, you know, seeing the looks on their faces when they put Team USA jerseys on and when we crown them uh, as champions, they're they're. Uh, every bit as incredible athletes as any other sport. And, and I think that's, you know, the, the apex of, of youth bowling takes place at that event uh, and including some experiences that we've tried to cultivate uh, to make it, you know, more fun, family vacation-ish, those types of things. So I appreciate the question. I know that's a long answer, but uh, pretty, pretty amazing what um, our, our volunteers have put in place and, and uh, all the folks around the country supported um, in that event. There are no words. In some case, there are no words until you enter one of those those bowling centers and see what's happening around you. Uh, that op the opening ceremonies from what it was to what it's become. Uh, you know, right. I have to say, perfect timing. Jim Zebahazy came on and uh, is watching, and uh, so I want to say hello to Jim. And I mean, Hi, Jim. if it wasn't for him and and his team at the at the time to start the event, it wouldn't be have the ability to be what it is today. So, uh, thank you. Make sure to say thank you to Jim. Yeah. Uh, I've said it multiple times, you know, Jim and, and David Doms and, you know, they started something wonderful and it's just been our responsibility to make sure that that it just keeps better and better. One of the great things about that event, a lot of people don't look at it because we think of it as a national event, but all the local tournaments and the centers that, um, you know, have competitions, it's not just the national piece, it's the local qualifying where, you know, kids that are crowned champions to even go. And, and I, I don't know how Jim and, and, and everybody came up with that in the beginning, but um, their vision uh, was, was, was spot on at the time, uh, that's for sure. So uh, thanks for that. Yeah, it's like seven, 17 years that we ourselves have been running qualifiers yeah. and sending kids to the event. And it's from the first year that we sent one, uh, Dave Kaczynski qualified, and he was the first one to represent Rabs at, at Junior Gold to today, where we're, we've got 30 athletes, at least 30 athletes 30 going to compete. You got your, your great to watch your granddaughter compete. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's a big stage, and uh, it's kind of like uh, for a competitive bowler, it's kind of like a rite of passage for them uh, to kind of really see what the competition is like throughout the whole world. Really, it really, really is good. It really. Yeah, is if, if I could just throw one more thought there, that's interesting, and I'll I'll personalize it uh, real quick. You know, my kids bowled Youth Open a couple years ago, and um, the squad that they bowled uh, is the squad that's organized by uh, Leslie Bunn. I was standing with a buddy of mine, and when you look into the stands uh, and see all the Hall of Famers that are sitting in the bleachers watching these kids bowl, and I leaned over to a buddy of mine and I said, hey, do you think Noah has any idea that there's 13 Hall of Famers watching him bowl tonight? <laughs> and so you, you take that kind of thought and then think about all the kids that are aspiring to be that, rubbing shoulders and elbows with the pros at our trade show, uh, even when they're bowling and having all of these, you know, icons of our sport, you know, moving in and out of the building, even though they're watching their kids in most cases. Uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it really is cool uh, to have, you know, some of the kids that want to aspire to be that, be able to stop one of them and have a conversation, even if it's just for an autograph or some words of encouragement. So yeah, pretty awesome stuff. Yeah.
great. And, and so you, and Leslie and, and Parker and the kids are, they're riding out back door and, and our kids bowling that squad too. And it, it's exciting to watch. But I, I think the first time that you, it, reality, you see them in the bowling center watching their kids, you almost don't know what to do. Uh, and I think they're yeah. back by, but hey, we're watching our kids and, and you listen to them talk about watching their kids grow. I mean, you know, Parker and Leslie got the opportunity to see their kid on TV. Uh, that's awesome. And so you, it, it's something that's really cool to see that next generation, and this is and this is how that next generation is going to continue to want to bowl and be a part of something that's so much bigger, and to and to see it embraced by the professionals and those that have been doing it for a long time. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, you, you, so aspirational value. This event alone has aspirational value for our younger bowlers. And so you you touched on it a little bit. The PWBA. Uh, we're we're happy we have Kelly joining us on Saturday afternoon, and uh, she'll get to talk about her experiences, and she's got a lot of them. Uh, so the, the industry came together and relaunched the PWBA tour. And I think for us bowling fans, it's been exciting to watch over the last few summers. Uh, so obviously things are halted now. Uh, what's the future of PWBA for the season look like? Yeah, you know, we're, we're waiting on a go. Obviously we pushed back, you know, our plans and we're just kind of pushing them back because it was set to start in April, uh, the Queens in mid-May. Uh, but as soon as we get a go, we'll, we'll activate it. Uh, calendar again, not on our side there because a lot of our, you know, high end players are collegiate coaches and there's so they'll have to go back to work in the fall. Uh, but we'll, we'll get a group together, a pretty large group of, of players, uh, together to have some discussions in the next few weeks. Uh, but we're ready to, you know, see what's possible with that. The later that this gets turned back on, you know, the, the tougher it will be to, to operate uh, all of the events that we want to run. Uh, so it, it could be a, a little smaller tour, but at the same time, we we want to get them all in if we can. Uh, but but really, it'll it'll be in discussions with the players to figure out uh, what's possible and and how far we can go into the fall. They were off uh, a piece of July, and so there's some weeks where we can catch up if it's a small number of weeks. Uh, but kind of same thing, just just waiting on the the you know green light, everybody's health and and safe, and and then we roll. Uh, that's kind of the same thing too. We've got, you know, folks that bowl on that tour from Malaysia and overseas too. And, and they've, they've informed us that, that they won't be coming, which is sad too. Uh, but at the same time, just coming from all over the country, um, you know, PWBA has been a lot of fun to work on. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's easy to smile and talking about it. Uh, make sure you ask Kelly, uh, everything you can, uh, Sunday night about even, you know, years ago, and how you know she went from an incredible youth bowler to a collegiate bowler. When you think about how somebody becomes a, a bowling star, you know it starts in a youth league in a local bowling center, and it, it ends with the, the bright lights of a TV show. And uh, Kelly knows that as as good as anybody does. Uh, so uh, it's been a lot of fun to work on, and, and we're looking forward to getting back to it. So prior to the USBC life, uh, being the executive director and being youth director of BPAA, uh, you spent a lot of time in the lanes. Uh, so, do you miss being doing that tour rep tour rep job and being on the lanes with the with the bowlers? I said it yesterday in my interview, and, and Kelly was one of the ones I tour rep for back in the old days, uh, as I like to call it. Uh, do I miss it? I miss parts of it. Uh, <laughs> I, I always say that was one of the best jobs I've ever had. Uh, it was so rewarding when they they bowled well. Uh, it had incredible highs and and steep lows uh, because you you know you live and breathe with with how your folks are bowling. Uh, but it was a lot of fun, um, you know, working with folks like, you know, Rick Steelsmith and Mike Albee and uh, Wendy McPherson and uh, Kim. At There's just was so many folks uh, that I enjoyed immensely. Kelly and Tennille Milligan, you know, two others. Uh, it, it just, you know, it get kind of intoxicating at the time that you're you're getting ready to, you know, sit that close to, to greatness. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. There's no doubt. Do I miss it? Uh, yeah, I do. In some cases, the hardest part now, I just had a, you know, I just had an interesting thing when the hall of fame classic was at the training center in January. I'm watching, I don't mind saying it, Bill was on your show. I'm watching Bill just, you know, bowl miserably. And I, I like to think I could still fix it. And that's not the way to go about doing it as the exec director or even a, a friend. Cause I'm not out there all the time now. Uh, but you know, we still have folks that, that you root for, uh, but yeah, I, I certainly miss parts of it uh, for sure. I, I it, it's 
it's it's easy to to work on bowling and 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 try to you know make things better for all the folks out there in a different way than working with them you know while they're on the lanes but uh, that was a fun time of my life for sure okay um so chad being the executive director of the usbc you've had to make uh some unpopular decisions or guy the oh i know yeah i'll be right there I, I, <laughs> I, man we're out of time uh, i'm sorry man go ahead i'm totally kidding or you, you had to guide the association through uh some treacherous waters uh, did it did it take you time to develop like a thicker skin or develop some strategies to deal with that criticism and sometimes hurtful words that people will say sure I, I think the the simple answer is yeah, yeah. uh or yes or yes ma'am right depending on 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 how you like to to go about it i, I would simply uh point at a, a couple things one you know in these jobs and working for a national governing body we need people to push us we need people who are critical of the things that we do uh to push us to to do better it's just that simple and we try to listen to everybody. I always say all bowling is good, but within that, all information is good. And so if somebody doesn't like something that we're doing, you know, it's easy to listen to them and try to understand it as long as it's done respectfully. Um, and that's not always the case. You know, some of the name calling that goes on and some of that stuff, you know, makes it a little bit tip, uh, tougher. But at the same time, we want all the information that we can get. And so we, we appreciate, you know, being pushed and folks who are passionate about a position being critical. Uh, well, at the same time, you know, I, I really would be remiss if I didn't, you know, I was probably more prepared for it because of some of the folks that I worked for prior to being at uh, BPA and, and USBC. Uh, I worked for Bob Reed at Evanite, who passed away uh, recently, and, and I was in a meeting with Bob years ago, and, and he told me, hey, you gotta, you're going to have to develop a thicker skin. You, you care too much about uh, what everybody's thinking and saying, you're running a good business here. Don't worry about the folks uh, that are so critical because you're not going to be able to please everyone. And that was in the ball business uh, when we were trying to please, you know, say 4,000 pro shops in distribution uh, and then some worldwide customers. But Bob's tutelage, the, the mentorship that I had while I was there, that piece of criticalness that he was giving me at that time really helped prepare me uh, for this job and and really understanding it. I attended his funeral recently. It's It's been a little bit of a tough time for those folks that, you know, remember how uh, the impact Bob had on us. But at the same time, I've worked for a lot of great folks. I've learned that a thick skin is important. And we just try to do what's in the best interest of, of bowling and for everyone as a whole. Uh, each one of the programs, you know, differently, a, a different group, if you will, but knowing that that we try to be uh, inclusive of everyone and we try to include everyone while at the same time, you know, everything we do isn't going to be popular. And um, so if you've done the work uh, and you've listened to everybody, one of my favorite, you know, uh, ways to operate businesses, put your best five folks in the room, listen to everybody. And, and the decision is usually clear, but always try to have somebody in the room that, that comes from a, a critical view. I, I think good things are possible. Uh, when you have like-minded folks in the room, I think great things are possible if you listen to everybody and, and have all sides. And so if you've done that, it makes it a little easier to have a, a thicker skin, if you will. I appreciate the question, Naz, because it's it's something I get asked a lot because there is a lot of critical nature. But I don't think bowling is any different than any other sport. You know, if you talk to the gentlemen that lead the USGA or the USTA or or some of the other sports, even Major League Baseball, you know, a, a lot of folks critical of the NBA and their shutdown, you know, two Wednesdays ago. But I give Adam Silver a lot of credit. You know, they had a, a player that was diagnosed with this you yeah. know, horrible disease and then bang, uh, they shut down the season. And and within an hour, we had information out on the street about how that one player had impacted seven other teams. Uh, that's powerful stuff. And, and he made it easier for a lot of us in this time. But in my now 10 years working at the governing body, a thick skin uh, comes with the job. Uh, and, and thanks for the question. Thank you for uh, your truthful and honest answer. I, you know, I think in, a, it, it, in this time in particular, um, we always welcome, you know, people who are true leaders welcome a dissenting opinion. 
because you want, like you said, you want that pushback. I want to explore everything possible. And uh, that doesn't seem to be the problem. It just seemed to be more the mean-spirited, uh, more personal attacks that are more hurtful and not, they don't help anybody. They, they don't help push things forward. Yeah, and I, I think, I appreciate that. And, and I would try to find it this way. You know, I mean, when it gets personal, you kind of put it on ignore. Uh, but when it's it's done respectfully, and even some of the folks that, you know, we're always bringing groups into the campus to talk about things. Frankie sat on several of them, obviously, by being president at USBC. He's seen it directly. But there aren't any decisions that we're making here where we don't bring groups of people in. And, and the folks that are respectful with their dissent uh, are usually candidates to get an invite in. Uh, and so that's kind of the interesting part of it is that we, we want that information. It's important to have uh, every uh, member, you know, has an opinion uh, and we want to hear them all. We just we just hope that it's respectful. Um, and for the most part, it is. It really is. Facebook has opened a door, you know, to, a, a, a you know, another piece of it. But even some of that has helped us, believe it or not, uh, to be better and, and pushed us to to do better. We, we want to build a, a national governing body that, that everybody's proud of, while at the same time, our core business is governance. You know, two people with a dispute and rules both have five people behind them. And at the end of the rules, uh, you know, mediation, we, we don't make a whole lot of people happy because we, we enforce the rules. And so some of it comes with the job, but I appreciate your perspective on it too, because uh, we do want that dissenting opinion uh, because it'll help make us make us better down the road. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you put the right people in the right place at the right time, you make good decisions. I, I, and, I, and, and, I, and I know firsthand that's something that we've done at USBC. Uh, and, you know, people don't always agree, but I mean, that's the world we live in too, and that's okay. Uh, but bowling first, right? Bowling in our organization first. Uh, and I think that's what most important people have to realize. It's so different than making business decisions here at the Bowling Center. I mean, there are times that we get looked at, though, what are you doing that for? Uh, but you know, it's what's best at the time and, and what's best for our business. Uh, and even for, for the, nobody, it's a global look. It's not just for one person. It's for everybody that, that, that soaks in what we do. So uh, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a, it's been tough, but Hey, you've been, you're doing a great job. Yeah. And Naz, if you don't mind, just for a second, you, the other thing that makes it really easy is having volunteer leaders that you know, are engaged in the business like like Frankie, you know, has been and was and and, and Carl now and, and the board, you know, and you've you've done a lot of work uh, there, you know, that Frankie would have been doing that allowed him to do that. And so it really is an ecosystem uh, that that has to have a lot of, you know, spokes in the wheel and 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 you and, and your folks at Rabs there that have had a, allowed Frankie to, you know, hit the phone at at you know seven o'clock at night sometimes or ten o'clock at night, uh, you know he's a big part of it too. Uh, but that also makes it easier because the the planning that goes into it and the things that with that. So even though I'm saying you know really nice things about Frankie, Naz, you've got a huge part in it too. And 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 thanks for playing your role because because that's how it that's the only way it works. Everybody working together. It just trickle down. Everybody pitches in here, so it's uh, it's a team. Truly is a team. I always say, you've heard me say this before, I, I've been really lucky. Uh, and when, when even <laughs> at a young age and traveling and doing things like, where, where are you going? Why? What are you doing? And I, you know, you brush it off and then all of a sudden it, you, you go through these years of traveling and not being here. And uh, this is an important, you know, it's business, family and business first. And then this is, uh, I had great opportunities to be able to do what I've done and uh, being involved, but I couldn't do it without without the team here. And we, I have to say, we're truly blessed our family's very lucky with the the group that we have here, and uh, you know sometimes we don't say it enough, and so I, I appreciate you, sh you you saying that because uh, it, it really is true. I mean, uh, the only difference today is uh, now they look at me asking me when I'm traveling again. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for them for that too. United <laughs> Airlines might miss me, but uh, I, I think my staff is our team here, and I'll really our family. This is. The, the team and the, the staff here are, are our family and it's our own community and uh I, they were sick of me for a little while but they finally got real used to me being <laughs> <Being> around <back. laughs> again <laughs> it's yeah. been a year for me too <laughs> yeah that's good to hear <laughs>
Well, hey, Chad, we really do appreciate you you, you stopping in and, and joining us. Uh, this has been great, and uh, we're we're trying to have as much fun and uh, with our guests and and for everybody at home. Um, I have to say, I'm glad you're not doing. So Del Warren was with on the with us uh, the other day. And uh, he got, I don't know, probably about 10, we joked around about 10,000 steps and he was roaming around on his phone, which was probably better for his Wi-Fi connection than he was moving <laughs> around. Uh, but you know, hey, you look great and I'm glad that you trimmed your beard for us today. Uh, <laughs> um, we, we appreciate it. I know you've been working hard, uh, but typically you'd be on the phone walking around the neighborhood. I mean, have you made new neighborhood friends doing that? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're we're pretty engaged in our neighborhood already. But I will say that this, you know, virus has uh, has a lot more people on my route than is normally there. Uh, there's, a lot more, there's a lot more people out moving around. Uh, and so that's good. But I, I'm, I'm sure you've uh, Naz, I don't know if you know the story, but but Frankie, obviously, you know, I, I decided to to grow a beard and actually commit to it for the first time in my life. And so I let it get pretty long in the beginning. And magically, I had this anonymous box land on my my desk, which had a, had a trimmer in it. And uh, Danielle, who I work with every day, you know, it didn't have a receipt in the box, no return uh, or nothing. And and so she said, well, somebody just sent that to you anonymously. And I said, uh, no, uh, Frank Wilkinson did. <laughs> I said, I don't know if it's a message to trim the beard or eliminate it, but I'll certainly uh, inquire. So uh, thanks for that, Frankie. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, I think Jen might appreciate it more than, than, than anything. <laughs> yeah. that, was a, that was a funny day. Yes, it's funny that you talk about the, the, the neighborhood being crowded. We were talking about this yesterday and how the, the streets are a little quieter. Nobody's honking their horn and yelling at people, road rage. But so now there's more people on your route. Is there sidewalk rage? Is anybody yelling, get the F out of the way? Yeah, no, but you can tell those that are uh, most concerned about this virus and the ones that are least, uh, you know, when I, one of the reasons why I've been able to be so committed to, um, you know, this, this weight loss, if you will, in the exercise is because, you know, I just find something that I'm interested in and it, it allows me to go longer, right, in my ear. And uh, the bowling media has really expounded in the last few years, you know, guys like the Sweep the Rack guys and Tim Berg doing podcasts and, uh, you know, John Mark's podcast. So in a lot of cases, I'm listening to things that are happening in bowling on my route. Uh, but here lately, it's it's hard not to, you know, I always wave and have been waving or I, I give a little peace sign and that kind of tells somebody, you know, another runner, you know, or somebody that's out there for the exercise. But there's just so many people out now, it's hard to not stop and have a conversation and say hello. Uh, and I, I think this is one of the ways that, you know, Bowling centers have been gathering places for a long time, right? We are the social media, you know, before there were social media. I really believe that. And and now by not having people in bowling centers and some other places, people are doing it out on their, their front sidewalk. And I've enjoyed it. I think it's something that I hope will continue. Uh, we're all here doing it at a distance because that's the, the new normal. Uh, but it's not uncommon for two people. Uh, on uh, separate sidewalks with a street in the middle, hollering back and forth at each other, uh, which is odd uh, in and of itself because you probably would have shared a hug uh, or something, but but now it's happening so regularly, um, it's a good thing. I mean, it, come, come live in New York City and live in Brooklyn. You'll know all about people yelling at each other from their stoops. Oh yeah, you guys know all about it. You guys, that's 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 par for the course there. We've talked about that in the past, but uh, I've got nothing but love for New York and what's going on there right now, especially the the folks that have been impacted in the, the medical services and, and we're rooting for everybody. I got a tip for you. So uh, last Saturday before we closed, uh, one of our bowlers, Joni, uh, Joni Pesolano, had a sign, she does the 50-50, so she refused to touch anybody's money. So the money, they didn't collect money that night. It was like, it was almost like digital currency. Like, I, I gotta give you money, put it somewhere, I'm not touching it, but she wore a sign, stay away, don't touch me. <laughs> so they didn't need a sign for your for your fellow runners. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the way I ought to do it. I can, I can put something, yeah, that's interesting. I'll try that a little later. <laughs> well, Chad, thanks for, for, for popping in and joining us. We know you're a busy guy. Uh, we really do appreciate you spending the, this, this time and answering our questions. And, and you know, the, what we always say, Joe Bruno says that the bowling community, the bowling wants, community to know. wants to know. And so we appreciate uh, you, you doing that for us today.
Yep. Keep up the good work. Thanks for doing it. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. You got Thanks, it. Go back, to your, go back to your family. Have some fun. All right. Be All soon. Right. Be well. Chad. Oh, good old Chad. Well, we appreciate Chad really. And I, I say it, but we, we, we do appreciate him taking the time. To yeah, he's also. he's candid and honest. And um, he's uh, he's a, he got a wealth of knowledge and we love having him here. So, I mean, he's got stories. He's got stories. He's got a lot of stories. I'm sure we could have asked him. Maybe, well, maybe we'll have him back. We'll have him back. Uh, we might have to get a, a drink in his hands. That, <laughs> that, might, that might help. <laughs> but that's not on the plan, you know. That's not on. Maybe you take the drink walking, and then you talk to us. You don't get him on camera. <laughs> uh, so th thank you, Chad. Hey, Nez. Um, the rest of the weekend and uh, the rest of the week for our show looks pretty good. Uh, tomorrow we've got a, a special guest. Pam Silvestri is going to be joining us, uh, the Staten Island Advanced Food Editor. And if, if you're watching anything that she's doing, she's been remind letting people know what restaurants are open or takeout, delivery, uh, and the food scene here. And she's uh, she's going to talk about food. I mean, I mean that's what we we love food. Why wouldn't we talk about food? So uh, Pam's going to be here tomorrow, and then Saturday, Super Pro Bowler Saturday. Pro Bowler Saturday. Joe Cal and Joe Bruno will be here. Uh, interviewing PBA and PWBA champion Kelly Kulik, which Frankie mentioned earlier. So we're really looking forward to that. And then, and then Sunday we are on at a special time. So seven o'clock on Sunday night. So you, we'll have dinner together. Uh, we've got pizza delivery happening here. So maybe we'll have some pizza uh, Saturday night uh, here in the studio, a uh, Sunday night, excuse me. So Sunday night, special time, market calendar, seven o'clock. Every other day we are here at two o'clock, Kevin, Reminds us that it's about two oh five or so. <laughs> uh, come come back and join us tomorrow uh, for for Pam some more bowling, some more uh, talk about food. Hey, before we sign off, uh, our meme of the day. It's not really a meme today. It's it's more of a photo. Uh, this this comes from a bowling center in Starlight uh, Starlight Lanes in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, they were having some fun with this. Uh, you're gonna read it for yourselves. Uh, but hey, you know, you're trying to make light of the situation. This is the sign outside the bowl. Uh, I, I got a good laugh out of this. So we'll say, as we remind you to. Uh, That's about as risque as we're going to get. <laughs> wash your hands. <laughs> well, what, well, while we're taking care of those uh, things inside, inside the bowl. Inside. <laughs> oh, I mean, you have to have you have to have some humor during this time. It's, it. That's how we all get through it. it. Uh, and funny, I believe they took this down from their page, so I was able to grab it before. But it's been circling all over the place. I mean, <laughs> if we had a sign outside, we'd probably be a little similar, creative, probably uh, too. So, well, thank you for for joining us again today. Don't forget, like and share our broadcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you didn't catch us live, um, like, subscribe, and share with your friends as well. But did you find out where the button is? No, the button's here. here. Down it there. might be here, actually. You think it's, I don't know. Wherever it is, it's somewhere around here. <laughs> Press, Press that it. button, share with your friends. Uh, be sure to join us tomorrow. Until then, uh, hey, you know what? We haven't used this one. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.